in his company to go on admiring him, worshiping him, and then also to stand with him. What would it be like to be counted as a friend of God? Dr. Michael Ziegler tells how friendship with God enables us to be better friends with those around us this week on The Lutheran Hour. The Lutheran Hour, Sunday mornings at 6.30 on WTMJ. It's time for a Friday night throwdown in Chicago. Nice move from Lillard. Steps back. Unfurls a beauty from the left wing. That was just filthy. Our Bucks Bulls coverage starts tonight at 8.30 on your home of the Bucks. News Radio 620, WTMJ, Milwaukee. Good morning, 10 o'clock, we have 39 degrees. A few clouds this afternoon, breezy with a high of 50 from the WTMJ Breaking News Center. I'm Connie Weber. As the search for missing three-year-old Elijah Vu from Two Rivers enters day 11, efforts to find him expand to include Fond du Lac County. Jordan Dillon organized a search party covering the Hobbs Woods area. She tells TMJ4 News she was spurred to action after hearing the desperation from Vu's family earlier this week. Having a little one, this is too close to home. So I just want to make sure that all bases are covered. A $15,000 reward from the FBI still being offered to anyone with information leading to Vu's safe return home. Milwaukee's Deputy City Attorney Odalo Ohiku has resigned from his position. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reports this comes amid allegations of misconduct in public office and an investigation by the City Ethics Board. Deputy City Attorney Robin Peterson is taking on the duties. The head of a powerful Wisconsin lobby will soon have a new leader. Republican Party of Wisconsin Executive Director Mark Jefferson will serve as the next leader of the state's Tavern League, following his departure from his former post last week. Jefferson tells the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel the decision came down to a desire to allow new talent to take on leadership roles. The move comes as the party continues its preparations for the upcoming Republican National Convention in Milwaukee this summer. Adam Roberts, WTMJ News. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden will be in Milwaukee on Waukesha Sunday. She's scheduled to arrive at Mitchell International in the afternoon to deliver remarks at a political event in Waukesha around 2 p.m. White House did not provide additional details about the trip. The stop comes just three days before Vice President Kamala Harris set to travel to Madison. On the border in Texas, President Biden in Brownsville calling out Donald Trump's political hit job on the latest border bill. Trump was at Eagles Pass calling the wave of illegal crossings a Biden invasion. ABC's Mary Bruce has more from Brownsville. President Biden visiting the border, facing mounting criticism over his handling of the immigration crisis to confront a growing political challenge. The president Thursday briefed by Border Patrol on the banks of the Rio Grande. Apprehensions have soared to record highs under his administration. 300 miles away in Eagle Pass, Donald Trump argued Biden's policies caused this crisis, blaming the president for what he described as lawlessness at the border. The Senate's approving a short-term funding bill to avert a partial government shutdown this weekend. The legislation kicks two government funding deadlines to March 8th and March 22nd, buying lawmakers more time to come to an agreement on appropriations bills. Senators voted 77 to 13 to send the measure to the desk of President Biden. The stock of Weight Watchers has plummeted with the announcement that Oprah Winfrey is leaving the board. Her exit follows her admission that she's using a weight loss drug. Mia DeGroff is the deputy executive editor of Health and Features of Business Insider. There has been a cultural shift in terms of how how we perceive weight management, in part because of the advent of weight loss medication. So it's going to be interesting to see how Weight Watchers could navigate this moving forward.
Time for news about your money. The WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Market update. The Dow is up 45 points. The Nasdaq is up 85. The S&P 500 is up 20. It's a great time for your retirement and investment strategy review from a fee-only fiduciary. Go to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button now. Sports traffic and weather are next. Sighting Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 1004. This report is sponsored by Diamonds Direct. Your love, their passion. Former pro football offensive tackle Mitch Schwartz knows for a guy, buying jewelry is a daunting task at most stores, but not if you go to Diamonds Direct. It's very simple and very easy process for a guy to go in there and not be overwhelmed. Mitch found Diamonds Direct and has been back many times buying jewelry for his wife, Brooke, and he's never felt any pressure. They're going to educate you about what you're looking for, what the diamonds are, how the process works. At Diamonds Direct, we respect both you and your budget. I think everyone's kind of searching for value you don't want to be taken advantage of, and Diamonds Direct is leading in that regard. You're going to feel really comfortable there. You're going to have a good time. You're going to find something that looks amazing, and that you're going to get the best value for it. So if you're worried about getting sweaty palms when you walk into a jewelry store, relax. Take Mitch's advice and enjoy the experience at Diamonds Direct. We have definitely recommended Diamonds Direct to friends, to other teammates. Everyone else who has been through there has had as awesome an experience as we have. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Get directions, showroom hours, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. The NBA season is here. College basketball is hurtling toward the craziness of March, and there is no easier way to get in on the action than with Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Hey, it's WTMJ's Greg Matzik. Underdog Fantasy. Check out their easy-to-use mobile app or visit UnderdogFantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code WTMJ. And Underdog Fantasy will match your first deposit up to $100, plus they'll give you a mystery special pick to use on your first pick em entry. Pick between two and five players on at least two different teams, select higher or lower on player stats, and if your picks hit, you can win up to 100 times your money. Mix the NBA with college basketball, throw in a little golf. It's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code WTMJ. Have your first deposit of $10 or more matched up to $100, plus your special pick. Must be 18 years or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms do apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. The Bucks cruise past the Hornets 111-99 at a rematch from Charlotte. Giannis led all scores with 24 points, grabbed 10 rebounds for a double-double. The Bucks are second in the Central Division. They visit the Bulls in a late start tonight. College basketball returns tomorrow. Wisconsin 18 and 10 hosts number 16 Illinois. Number five Marquette is 22 and six and visits number 12 Creighton. The Brewers fell to the Rangers 7 to five in spring training action from surprise. Milwaukee is now one and five in exhibition play and will host the Padres this afternoon. Taking a look at the roads now with your WTMJ Johnson and Sons Paving Time Saver traffic. No delays to report this hour either. 94 eastbound from Highway 16 to the zoo. Typical 10-minute drive. The zoo to the Marquette Interchange running about 6. And 4145 southbound from Highway Q to the zoo interchange. A 14-minute commute this morning. Here's your Storm Team 4 five-day forecast. Mostly sunny, maybe a few clouds this afternoon. Breezy with a high of 50. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low 35. Sunny, mild, breezy tomorrow, 54 for the high. Sunday, sunny, windy but warm. A high 64 lakeside, 71 inland. Monday, partly cloudy, a chance of showers or storms. Breezy with a high 60. And Tuesday, a chance of showers and storms. Mostly cloudy with a high of 52. Madison up to 41. Green Bay, 40 degrees. Milwaukee, 41 degrees. I'm Connie Weber. Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 1008. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. 
It's time for the upswing on WTMJ, showcasing businesses, entrepreneurs, and community leaders throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Here's your host, Jeff Sherman. I'm gonna make this place All right, it's the Friday edition of the Upswing. Thanks for being here. I have a lot of questions about beer. We're going to get right into it today. I like beer. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's, it's in my DNA. I'm from Milwaukee. So I'm sure we all have questions about beer, and we want to know more about it. What are the trends? What's coming next? I also want to know more about hops, like where they're sourced, what the quality levels are. I want to know more about what flavors are coming next, the trends, the styles. Everyone says beer's an acquired taste. Is it? I don't know. Everyone says, ah, the kids, the younger generation, they're not drinking as much beer anymore. I don't know if that's true. Maybe we have this, like, beer bubble in Wisconsin that we are just so proud of our heritage that beer is always going to be here. But more flavors, more profiles, varying alcohol-by-volume options. It's all coming in the beer space, and our guests today are going to give us a wide range of insight into what's next in the beer world. I also want to know a little bit more about hop water. You know, made kind of its debut maybe five, six years ago, and has really come on strong with the growth of N.A. beer. I want to know how it's made, what it's infused with, how it's marketed, why I can't find it in the soda aisle as I walk down the grocery, grocery stores. Like, what? how does that happen? Two Milwaukee natives, Andy Gale and Kevin Wright, are the co-founders of Third Space Brewing Company, and they're going to join us today. They're going to answer these questions and a whole lot more. And since it's Friday, I hope we'll have a little time at the end to do a little speed round of questions about all things beer, all things fish fries, and and a little bit more. And once we bring him on after the break, I'm going to ask Andy about his favorite teacher because to make this a you know a truly personal, wonderful interview, Andy Andy's wife is one of my one of our son's absolute favorite teacher, Aggie Gale, at Lake Bluff in beautiful Shorewood, and uh, you know it, the importance of teachers and family in all of our lives is is so incredible. So I just I don't know. I'm honored to have this conversation, and it's her birthday too. So I'm sure Andy's going to want to say a big shout out to his wife as well. Um, there's a lot of legacy families in the beer world, right? I mean, we are in Milwaukee. We got Miller, we got Schlitz, we got Pabst, and they built beer gardens because they wanted to start a revolution around community and commerce. And I think the beer garden is such a fitting example for what business is all about in the state of Wisconsin. They were built as a way to keep families close. And we talk a lot about families and entrepreneurship on the upswing, but they were also built as a way to sample products, as a way to test market a space, and as a way to create commerce for new customers to bring in customers to a space where they can interact with the CEOs and the leaders and their families. So it's they've truly created a wonderful culture, not only in spaces like Third Space Brewing, has a wonderful beer garden in Elm Grove and their signature location just off of downtown. But all over the state of Wisconsin, beer gardens have become these welcoming, fun, festive family places that just so happen to showcase a variety of different products. So a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to hear Dick Leinenkugel speak. And I asked him, 
what's the future of beer? This was 15 years ago. And he told me this. Three things, Jeff. It's no lower, no and lower volumes of alcohol because it's big in Europe and it's coming here. It is bigger flavors, more fruit and fusion, and is technology and e-commerce. And looking fast forward 15 years, he was right on the money, right? NA beers in America until about 10 years ago just kind of had this bad taste and they weren't really seen as real beer. Now they're big in the space and companies are doing hop water and other adjacent alcohol products to round out their portfolio. Beer always needs this balance, and, and Kevin and Andy will tell us more, but beer needs this balance of sweet and bitter to be really good. And if that balance is off, it just isn't good beer. So the technology has moved forward in this space so much, and it's become more cost-effective and more fun for all of us as consumers. So there's a lot happening in the beer business. I want to drill it down on a very local and kind of personal level. So Andy Gale and Kevin Wright from Third Space Brewing Company are coming up next. We're going to talk beer. We're going to talk community. We're going to talk more beer. Stick around. This is The Upswing. Welcome back. It's a bit of a beer Friday here on The Upswing. Third Space Brewing founders are Milwaukee natives with a passion for creating great beer and building a thriving business in their hometown. Kevin Wright and Andy Gale met at their third space, a Milwaukee area summer camp. Kevin Wright is the co-founder and brewmaster of Third Space Brewing Company, and Andy Gale is a recovering attorney and a co-founder and president of Third Space Brewing Company. Kevin and Andy, thanks for taking the time. Welcome to the Upswing. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Sure. So uh, give us the founder story and tell us the camp you met at, when you met, and kind of what the journey was to where you are now. Yeah, so Kevin and I met over 25 years ago as summer camp counselors at YMCA Camp Minicani. Okay. So I think a lot of listeners are familiar with Camp Minicani here, especially in the Milwaukee area. Trying to get my kid off the wait list and into the camp for this summer. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to help them build up their programming so they can get more kids off that wait list and in. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. But we send our kids there now, which is pretty amazing. Uh, but Camp Minicani was, as you said, one of our first third spaces in life, uh, a place where we could you know, go and, and have a great time and feel welcome and and know we could be ourselves and, and just be happy. Mm-hmm. It was our happy place as kids. Yeah. And so uh, it was a great place to, for us to connect and eventually build a business from. Okay. And kind of what, what was your career path then, obviously, years after camp, but give us that, that journey of yours, Andy. Yeah, so uh, Kevin and I took some different paths, but they both ultimately led us back to Milwaukee. We both headed out of state, but I actually... Um, I kind of stayed in the camp counselor mode for a few years. I was leading team building and leadership development workshops in the Chicago area with youth groups and, and corporate groups. Uh, and then eventually I decided to uh, go to law school and okay. pursue a, a legal career. So, um, yeah, I practiced law for about seven years. Okay. And, you know, it was a great career. It was a good opportunity to, you know, flex some intellectual muscle, but... There are a lot of things about the the, the days of working at those other jobs, um, working with people more directly, and um, you know being being a leader and things like that that I missed. And thankfully, along came Kevin with a great business idea. Okay, all right. And Kevin, where where were you before you came back to Milwaukee? 
so I I graduated uh, and then uh, I, I thought I was going to go to medical school. Okay, but uh, maybe too much beer in in <laughs> undergrad. Um, so that that didn't go uh, as planned. But I started home brewing. Okay, and really just fell in love with the 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 process, the science, the the beer, and started looking for opportunities to take that further. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up going out to brewing school in California, California. at yeah. U- UC. Davis, okay. uh, one of the the best brewing programs in the country, and then when I finished that, I always thought I'd be back to Milwaukee. But I got my first job in the industry in Southern California. Um, great opportunity, brand new brewery. Uh, got to really grow with them. Um, led them for about seven years, and then, as Andy said, started putting together a plan to to come back home. And uh, you know, connected with Andy, and we put together the plan for Third Space. Mm-hmm. So as you're planning to build the business, what was what what are those unique value propositions that you're like, wow, this is how we can stand out in in an already kind of crowded beer space? What was what was that thought early on? Well, it's interesting looking back on it now because at the time there were just not many craft breweries in the Milwaukee area. You know, we had the sort of the legacy breweries that had been here since the the nineties, but there were a handful of them. And we hadn't really seen the brewery boom in this part of the state and this part of the Midwest that we'd been seeing throughout the country. Yeah. And so at the time we were looking at it and saying, Hey, we want to come in and let's do, let's do some great hoppy beers, you know, some right. great IPAs that, that, that Kevin was making on the West coast. And this is 2016 when, when you, when you opened. Right? Yeah. And this is, you know, we're planning in 2015 and yeah. prior. Right. And um, it's just funny to, to think at how much has changed since then in, in almost eight years yeah. that um, there, there's so many breweries now there's so much competition, but at the time it was, Hey, we need more, small local breweries here uh and and especially bring in the flavor profiles i can let kevin talk more about that but that he was doing out in california yeah and and obviously opening kind of just off of downtown milwaukee you're on st paul avenue kind of in the menominee river valley district that what was the importance of having a really good space and not just the brewery yeah, so when we were when we were looking, we knew from the beginning we wanted to be a production level brewery. Uh-huh. So to do that we had to have enough space to put the equipment. You know, we've got big tall tanks, we've got a lot of things that we need in there. Um so we were looking for a larger space, but obviously we were, you know, pretty uh price conscious of what right. we could afford per square foot. Yeah. So it limited us to where we were looking, but we found that space and we also really loved the fact that it was close to downtown, that it had a lot of room to build out uh, a taproom and a beer garden, because that was also important to us. Because uh, at the time, like Andy said, there there weren't a lot of those spaces in the Milwaukee area either, where you could go to the brewery and and have the beer and sit in the beer garden and enjoy it. Right. So we uh, we really loved the the versatility that that space gave us. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we're gonna come back after the break. I want to go through kind of the the portfolio of all your products. I I did dry January, and I usually get and I'm giving up alcohol for Lent, so I don't know, you know, it's making me maybe a healthier person or a better person. I don't know, but since since I'm I've done that, with that Jeff. <laughs> since I've done that, it's it's really made me more in tune to all the hop water options out there and all the NA options. And I want to just get your take on that space as you continue to innovate and move forward. We're talking with Andy Gale and Kevin Wright from Third Space Brewing Company. This is The Upswing, and we'll be right back. It's only half past 12, but I don't care. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. 
Happy Friday, Fish Fry Friday. We are back. This is The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman. Kevin Wright and Andy Gale are the co-founders of Third Space Brewing Company. They join us today to talk all things beer and more. As I mentioned, I you know I did, like many, I did dry January and I gave up alcohol for Lent. And it has opened my eyes to the variety of non-alcoholic products that breweries offer. And specifically, hop water is you know becoming a bigger and bigger thing. And I'm not going to lie. Your hop water product is, it's well stocked in the Sherman refrigerator. I'm a big fan. The mosaic lime flavor is great. You talk about the, the brewing process for hop water and kind of where, where that fits into your portfolio and what you see in the future for kind of more NA options for third space. So that's a product we launched about a year ago. Okay. Um, and we had started doing some, some testing of it about four or five years ago. Um, and we didn't, you know, didn't love the results. We weren't ready to take them to a, a broader market. Um, but then, you know, you mentioned technology evolving in the brewing sector, and one of the technologies is, is around the hot products that are available. And okay. so now there are these new hot products where they're able to um, basically provide you true to variety type hop extracts that are super soluble and easy to incorporate into a product like a hop water. So we use those those new school products to make the the hop waters. Okay. And how do you where do you get, where do you source hops? Like well, how, where, what's that process and is there like a is there an organic variety? What what are the different levels and how does it come through in the flavor profile of beer? Yeah. I should know this. I've been on enough beer tours, but I want to hear it straight from the source. So hops are sourced either farmer direct but more likely through a, a broker or like a collective. Okay. Um the largest hop growing region in the world is the Yakima Valley in Washington. Uh, so hops used to be grown in a lot of different places in the U.S., including Wisconsin was one of the biggest hop growing regions. But then um, weather conditions uh, kind of ruined the crops and they moved it out to the, the Pacific Northwest. So Yakima, Washington is where we go every year to select our hops. Hmm. Um, so there's, uh, you know, hops are a plant that they are uh, perennial and they will come up and produce a crop every fall, and all the hops that get picked in the U.S. get picked in like a 30-day window from end of August to end of September. And so it's just total madness up there. They're picking 24-7, and brewers from all over the world will fly into Yakima to smell hops, evaluate them, and pick their hops for the next brewing season. So we go up there every year, and we evaluate lots, and that's how we choose the ones that we want to brew with for that year. Okay. So as you're evaluating kind of the flavors for a hop water product what what's that process is the lime is that a natural flavoring that's infused is it real limes like and i want to ask you about kind of fruit flavorings and beers down the road too but just walk walk me through that process because i'm just i'm a fan and i want to know like exactly what's in my hop water yeah, so we, we decided early on we wanted to do a, a combination of a hop and a citrus flavor for the hop water. Okay. We felt it really kind of helped round out the profile. Our first hop waters were just basically water with hop flavor. Yeah, I'm like, and, it's like a LaCroix kind of, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and we felt that it was lacking a little bit of something. So we, we started exploring different fruits, and we found this company that produces, uh, it's it's a natural fruit product where they're essentially they take the, the lime or the lemon and they break it off into its different components, so like the oils from the skin, the uh, the juice, the citric acid from the juice, 
and they do uh, a crystallization process for each of those. Okay. And then they reconstitute it, blend it back together in the same ratios you'd find in the whole fruit. Okay. So it is as close to the whole fruit as you can get, but in a way that we can be really consistent and not have to worry about fresh produce and spoilage. Yeah. I drink a lot of seltzer water, and you know you can tell <laughs> the variations of the flavor when it's not hitting it, especially with lime. Lime and black cherry are those two. Like, ooh, that, that tastes too much like cough syrup, or that tastes too much like fake lime. So to do it right, I'm sure there's, there's cost ramifications, but when you do it right, the consumer feels it. Yeah, we really, we really like it, and we think it is as authentic as you can get. Yeah, very good. I want to have you, when we come back, we're going to talk about the different beers that you brew. We're going to talk about your new location that's coming very soon in Menominee Falls. And I want to hit more on the beer trends and how you're evolving the tap room and what will happen at the new Innovation Center in Menominee Falls, because I'm sure you're really excited to be able to expand the portfolio and the reach with that new location. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome back to the Upswing. It's a bit of a beer Friday here on the big show. So in 2023, across the country, brewery closings almost matched openings. And even here in Milwaukee, right, there's nothing constant but change in the restaurant and beer space. But the owners of Third Space Brewing Company, while truly successful in their location off of downtown that opened in 2016, are looking at and already in the thick of building the Third Space Innovation Brew House in Menominee Falls. Want to give us an update on that project and overwhelming? How's it going? It's going great. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, construction is just flying up there. So if anyone drives by uh, Good Hope and Appleton Avenue in Menominee Falls, you will see the big new development and uh, where the Innovation Brew House from Third Space is going in. Uh, hopefully, early summer. Okay. So what's that process like? When did you start thinking about? a second location for third space? Was this always part of the business plan or was it just serendipitous that this development happened and you're able to move into it? Give us some uh, you know, background into that, Andy. Yeah, I mean, Kevin and I have been talking about a second location for, I want to say, almost four years, actually. Okay. So it was even pre-pandemic. But what that second location looks like has evolved over time. Uh, originally, we were looking at building you know, a giant production facility Mm. Um, to, to continue to grow the production of our beer that would also have a tap room component to it. Okay. And so we started looking and identifying, you know, areas that might make sense for that back in 2019 before the pandemic hit. And since the pandemic, obviously a lot has changed and a lot has changed in the beer market as well. And so while we are still growing our production, uh, capabilities and our, and our, our sales throughout the state of Wisconsin, the, the industry has slowed down. So the craft beer industry has, has tightened up a little bit. And so, but the thing that hasn't really slowed is people visiting tap rooms. And so we shifted our strategy a little bit to a more of a tap room focused experience. Yeah. yeah. And so there will be a brewery on site, uh, but we, it's not a huge production facility. It's more beers that are going to be, yeah. you know, specialty products for the site. And how do you continue to innovate around that tap room and kind of restaurant type space? Because that's what people want. They want to have a wonderful experience, whether you're going to their local coffee shop or their restaurant or their local brewery. 
Yeah, I mean, it's in our name, right? We're third space <laughs> brewing. We want to be your third space. You know, your yeah. first space is your home. Your second space is your work. But we all need a third space. That it's that place you go to to get away from it all and and have a good time and connect with the community and um, meet new friends and meet up with old friends. And so that's the experience we're trying to create, uh, both at our tap room on St. Paul here in the Menominee River Valley in Milwaukee, but but also with the new innovation brew house in Menominee Falls. So it's a combination of you know it starts with great beer. And Kevin and his team do a fantastic job with that. Yeah. So we're not we're not afraid of that for the new location. Um, it's innovation innovation in your styles. So when people come to the brewery, we want them to be able to try things that they might not see out in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's also just creating an amazing experience when you're on site. So knowledgeable staff, friendly staff, um, the ability to see the brewing process in action. Um, and yeah, just to have that great beer experience. It's not just about you know drinking a beer, but we think when you think about your experience with beer, it's usually involved having a beer with a friend, right, or a group right. of friends in that social environment. Yeah, and will the new development are there adjacent restaurants coming to that space? Are you kind of on top of what what will further? Fill in that space. There will be um, nothing we can share at this time okay. in terms of what's coming around us. But uh, the development there at Good Hope and Appleton Avenue involves uh, three large apartment complexes. So there'll be okay. a lot of new residents there, and then there are two retail buildings. Uh, our building will house us, and then there's a space for an additional tenant. Okay, and then there's another restaurant building on site. So. Uh, I think uh, we're in the process of trying to find some good neighbors. So if yeah. anyone's looking right. to open a restaurant up there, we'd nice. love to have you join right. us. When do you anticipate opening? You know, I don't like to make any promises because, you know, <laughs> construction <laughs> projects can have their uh, their delays. But we're hoping that early summer. We're hoping we might hit hit the month of June this year. Okay. Very good. All right. got to get to break. We'll be back. We'll dive in. I promise we'll dive into the beers and talk all about the wonderful products that Third Step Base brews each and every day. This is the Upswing, and we'll be right back. We're back. This is the Upswing. We're talking beer on a Friday with the co-founders and co-owners of Third Space Brewing Company. Their brand new beer is a pretty good Amber, and I truly thank you for bringing in a six-pack. i got to wait till after Lent to have it myself, but I'm sure we're going to find a few people to dive into that. So, Kevin, talk about, talk about the new beer, but talk about, please, what the process is as you look at what type of beers you want to brew. The Frogweiss, the Fruited Sour, for me, is one of my favorites. I, I just I like that kind of the infusion of orange and ginger in a beer. Like, that's big for me. But... How do you look at, all right, what's the public want and what do we need to tackle and why Amber next? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, when we're looking at our, our new beer planning, we take a lot of different things into account. So we have access to data through our Brewers Association, through some of our wholesaler partners. Um, we talk to our team that's out on the street, like what are what are they seeing that we might not have we talk to our taproom team, what are people coming in and asking for that we maybe don't have? And then we look at our portfolio and say, okay, you know, what what would fit in and, and fill a niche that we might not be serving? And then where do we think drinkers are going to be looking, you know, this year, next year, and in the future? Um, and so one of the things that we identified through that was there has been a, a shift back to some of the more, I call classic styles, okay. uh, amber being one of those. Amber is a beer that we've never made, but we get 
probably more requests for an amber at the tap room than almost anything else. Okay. And so we decided that was a good fit, you know, kind of uh, back to, um, like I said, classic styles and that flavor profile of just, you know, a nice, good, easy drinking beer that has a little bit more character, a little more flavor than like a lighter lager style. So mm-hmm. we worked with our, our malt partner in identifying some really interesting malts, including a brand new malt that they uh, just started producing and selling a few months ago. Um, and we came up with a blend, did some pilot batches on our, our test system, and then launched pretty good uh, about two weeks ago now. Okay. All right. So what what else is in the, in the mix? What's coming down the pike after this? So one thing that's not changed in craft beer is is an obsession with hops. You okay. know, the the pretty good amber is is a very low hop beer. This is a more malt forward beer. Okay. But we still see a lot of excitement around hops and um it's kind of where where is the the IPA style, the hoppy style evolving? And what's next? And so we've identified what we see as some really cool new trends going and some really interesting new hops that are being developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are, we're we're doing a lot of test batching around those and, yeah. and have some fun plans for new hoppy beers in the future. Okay. And is the Happy Place, the Midwest Pale Ale, is that your best-selling still? And was that your first out of the gate? Well, when we opened it, was we opened with four different beers. Okay. And... You know, we didn't really know what was going to be the hit. We debated, was it going to be Happy Place? That was one of the four. Or Upward Spiral, which is one, our West Coast-style IPA, okay. uh, which we still make to this day. But Happy Place just took off. And there was something about the approachability of that beer, um, the flavor profile of that beer, and the name. I think people love going to their Happy Place. Yeah. And that is, uh, it is our number one beer by leaps and bounds. Okay. Yeah. It's uh-huh. a true flagship, which you don't see much anymore in the beer world. Yeah. How much when people are kind of choosing what they're going to drink are alcohol by volume? Is that are they looking at it and saying, "Ooh, this is five percent, this is ten percent"? I'm going to go with this, or I'm going to go to that. Have you seen that more front facing? Yeah, I think people are definitely keeping an eye on that. Um, but it's not that they're only going one direction. I think it depends on what the occasion is. And okay. so while we are seeing. You know, things like hop water doing really well on the NA side. Right. We're also seeing things on the high ABV side doing really well. Yeah. So the other beer we, we released this year in 2024, that's a new year round, is actually an Imperial IPA. Hmm. It's a beer called Infinite Wisdom, and that's what, 9%, right, Kevin? Yeah. So that's on the high side. So people yeah. that are looking for that, we have that for them. And if they're looking on the low side, we have that too. All right. Very good. I want to come back for a final segment. We're going to talk a little bit about your community initiatives. I want to talk about fish fries. I want to talk about your favorite beers. And we'll wrap it up and we'll head into the great Milwaukee weekend. This is The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman, and we'll be right back. (laughs) Happy March. This is The Upswing. I'm Jeff Sherman. We're back with the co-founders of Third Space Brewing Company. Coming up March 8th is a new beer release for Third Space. Andy, tell us all about it. It's in celebration of International Women's Day, right? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, unfortunately, the the brewing industry has been very male-dominated for many, many years. And so we created Like a Girl with the, the team of amazing women we have at Third Space Brewing to celebrate and honor the women in the brewing industry and to raise funds. We actually donate a a portion of proceeds from the Like a Girl IPA back to 
the Pink Boots Society, which is um, an organization that is trying to get more women into brewing mm. and to provide opportunities for them to grow in the industry. Okay. What's the flavor profile of that beer? So it features the Pink Boots blend of hops, which is okay. uh, comes from um, Yakima Chief Hops out of Yakima. They work with uh, National Pink Boots uh, Society, and they create a custom blend every year. So our... Um, our production manager Sam was involved in in working on the blend this year, okay. And then she uh, creates the recipe for the beer as well. So it's every year the hot blend is different, and it's selected based on sensory feedback on on that year. Okay. And will that beer be only available at the event, or is it available in stores and locations? Yeah, yes. no. Like a girl IPA will be available all over everywhere you find third space beer sold. Okay. So um, now we'll we'll release it at our tap room. Uh, on draft and in cans, and you'll have a larger impact to your your dollars if you come down to the tap room because we'll donate a portion of the proceeds from there. But you can also find it on store shelves as well. Okay, all right. And then you're gearing up for THC infused product for yeah. April, right? We are. Yeah. Well, we ha- already have a product in the market. It's a it's a seltzer water based on our hop water called it's called Headspace. Okay. It's a Delta Nine THC um, sparkling water. And a lot of people get confused on this, but uh, in terms of the legalities uh, yeah. of THC, but it's hemp derived, which makes okay. it legal federally and in Wisconsin. Okay. And so, yeah, we're doing a big party on on 420, uh, okay. kind of fitting on April 20th uh, to celebrate that product, and we'll have some live music and some vendors and things down at Third Space. All right, very good. How do you um, now? You'll have more options to sell additional products now with kind of changing legislation at the new location. How will that impact the business? And are are you excited about it? Yeah. I mean, I think if you'd asked us five years ago, what we thought about selling non beer products at our tap room, we would have said, no way it's, it's it's all about the beer, but, but we're finding that, you know, customers have a wide range of tastes and they're looking for different things. So, so while we're also innovating in in beer and, and offering different types of beers to, to appeal to a wider range of, customers we're also offering and we, we already sell wine at our tap room and some seltzers and things like that right but we will now be able to sell hard liquor and, and other products like that with the new legislation and you know basically we want the customer to have a great experience when they come visit us whether it's uh, our beer they're going to drink or something else yeah okay um so we're sitting here friday in the beautiful state of wisconsin probably gonna have a fish fry tonight what uh hey where are you going and what are you pairing with, with it beer wise? Well, unfortunately tonight I'm I'm not having a fish fry. I'm making some steaks for my wife's birthday. Okay, that is um, good. Happy birthday, Aggie. Yes. Um, but um, typically, you know, I mean, there's so many great fish fries in yeah. Milwaukee and throughout Wisconsin. So I, you know, I, I tend to gravitate towards the supper club vibe. Okay. But um, we have dubbed pretty good Amber as the official beer of the Friday fish fry in okay. Wisconsin. All so right. that's my vote. Drinking a pretty good amber. Okay. All right, Kevin. What's the perfect pairing for you? I I agree on the the amber beer style. I think it's it's got the right amount of flavor, but not going to overpower uh, the fish fry. For me, with a fish fry, it's all about a good potato pancake. Okay. So I I love uh, a place where I can get a really authentic German style potato pancake. Yeah. Very good. I I'm. I'll probably go, well, my wife's out of town tonight, but if I'm going to take the kids somewhere, I think I'm going to go to the swinging door downtown. I, I like the I like the vibe and kind of this the nature of that place and a really good fish fry, too, and a really good bluegill. So that's on my list. Friday is here. It's the 1st of March. I truly thank 
Kevin Wright and Andy Gale for spending time on the upswing talking about all things beer. Wish you all the best with your new location, and we look forward to a brand new Third Space Innovation Center in Menominee Falls in June ish, right? June-ish. That's the hope. <laughs> all Thanks, right. Jeff. Very good.